Welcome to my podcast Freestyle. This is series two and this is episode 10 and today I'm excited to welcome Kerry Bates. Kerry's an international dressage rider and trainer and she's recently become a British dressage judge. She's currently a list 3A but in the future she has a massive goal. It's one of the reasons that I invited her on my podcast because she's very ambitious. One day she wants to be an FEI and an Olympic judge. I want to find out more about Kerry's passion for judging. After all judging is a dedication in itself. It's definitely there's a lot of commitment into judging and she's still very young i want to find out about her motivation behind judging who inspires her if she's had any challenges along the way and tips for test riding i really hope you enjoy this one thank you very much for listening and please share this hi kerry hi thank you very much for coming on my podcast today um it's really exciting to have you on because you're my first ever british dressage judge on the show so thank you that's all right. Thanks for having me. Um, why did you first initially become interested in becoming a judge? Um, I think I became interested in it through um, still competing myself. Yeah. It was. I first got interested back when I was a junior young rider. So in 2010, I think it was, um, I started doing some sitting in with some judges, mainly uh, David Trott, I think it was back then. And then I started doing some judging at some unaffiliated events uh, unaffiliated one day events and then I went from my judging stages it wasn't until I think 2018 2019 that I decided to go for it within the BD world so it looks like you've really accelerated and you're doing really well in it yes I, I was very lucky very fortunate that because of the riding stuff that I'd done with juniors and riders I, I was allowed to fast track yeah um, so I went straight in at a, a list four I didn't have to do my five and how have you found the exams? Um, can you describe the process to like becoming a judge for people that are listed that maybe don't know? Yes. So the, the process has changed twice since I've been doing it. So the um, the process now is quite lengthy, which I, I think is a good thing and a bad thing. Um, it's quite difficult to fit everything in and get everything completed. So we've got different modules that we have to complete. Some of them are online. Some of them are live training days where you go and watch. Um, it's the module four. You go and watch like a full day's worth of training with a, a list one judge and a Grand Prix rider. Yeah. And other modules include sitting in, writing, practice judging, all before you can then apply to take your exam. And the exam is now online. You have yeah. to judge 10 tests all online on an online system and then your scores go away and then it gets sent back to you about a week later if you've passed or failed. I have done two exams with the live system and for me personally I much prefer it live yeah. um, just because I think you can see a little bit more and, and it's I struggle with a small screen. I suppose that way though maybe they can get judges like passing quicker maybe. Um, yeah I, I think that's the thing and I think as well with the cost of traveling and and it is it is a lot to to kind of find the venues to put them on and you can only really fit because they fit us all along the short side and we have two um, master judges so I think really on an exam you can only fit about five people when it's live yeah yeah but on online we can have kind of up to 20 30 of us cool so you do that and then if you wanted to do like another to move up 11 how does it all work Yes, we have to wait a year before we can upgrade. That's um, yeah, we we have to wait a year. And uh, to be honest, it, it takes pretty much a full year to complete all of the training anyway. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I have found is since kind of moving up, the, the training gets quite hard to find. 
because there aren't many judges who want to go up to kind of list two, two A and one. They yeah. they only really hold kind of. I think the exams are once a year instead of twice a year. So if you fail, you've got to wait a whole year before you can go again. Okay. So yeah, it it is quite it does get quite difficult, and it's very hard with the practice judging because you've you've got to judge twenty tests for the practice judging, and trying to find a class with PSG riders in it that's got kind of more than two three people is is quite difficult. I think I've got an interesting question. Do you ever feel intimidated to judge when you're doing your training? Do you think it's hard for people to sort of come out and say what they think, or is it quite easy to do it? Yes, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the thing that I found quite difficult is because I am quite young, a lot of people just automatically assume that I don't have enough experience to know what I'm looking at at that level. And so I think that for me has been quite a personal thing that I've struggled with. But I think the the more I've put myself out there and the more I've kind of judged alongside people and just got my name out there, the easier it's become. Yeah, getting that confidence, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and it's really hard if you're judging in a panel. That's really hard. I remember the very first panel I got put judging in was I was with Richard Baldwin and, and Mary Robbins. And I just sat there and thought, oh, my gosh, what? These are two people I have so much respect for. Yeah. And there's me sandwiched in the middle of them. And, you know, it it's good. I, I, I think it's great to put yourself in, in situations that you're uncomfortable. Um but it, it was it was great from a learning point of view. I think it's really good to have younger judges. Um, I think it's good to have lots of different judges as well. Like, and I think you'll also have your own ideas, which um, is really positive. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really important that more people come through the levels, and particularly younger people. And I and I think we need more riders coming and doing the judging side as well. Yeah, I think that approached me and suggested that I should do it, but it's getting my head around the training side of it and when would I fit it in, I think, is my biggest thing. But, yeah, yeah. maybe we'll I, it, <laughs> it's, it's something that I would say definitely go and do it. Um, yeah. But once, yeah, I, I was the same. Once I thought, gosh, that's really complicated. Yeah. Once I'd got my head around what's what, um, it, it was just a case of, like you said, just fitting it in, finding the time. Yeah to manage yeah. it because that's that's a side of it that I find quite hard because I am judging anyway so I'm already judging up to the advanced mediums I then have to stay practice judge sit in but I think we're very lucky with the venues we have around by us and I think a lot of people as well I think it's easy to forget actually how much work judges put in to do judging you know it's, it's a yeah. lot of time it's a dedication and an art in itself isn't it it is, it is. And it's at the end of that, I think a lot of people forget that the judges are humans as well. Um, you know, we, we put in so much time and effort. We don't deliberately go out of our way to, you know, to be mean or to overly criticise people. And it, and it does. It's such a lot of time, effort, and it's cost a lot of money as well. Someone that I always look up to as a judge, I think, is Stephen Clark. And I think recently he said something yeah. about... Um, judges aren't the police and it just made me laugh like he's just got such a good sort of yeah way of thinking about it all. yeah I, I i saw that <laughs> yeah no i definitely agree i think did you say we're just quality control or something yeah something like that yeah <laughs> yeah no i agree with him <laughs> do you have a mentor yes um isla orty has been absolutely amazing <laughs> um it helps that obviously we've we've known her since we were kids doing ponies juniors and young riders yeah. And I train with her as well um, from a riding point of view. And 
she's just been so helpful if if you know if I've got an exam coming up and just like my last advanced medium exam I was having a bit of a wobble the night before going through all of my notes thinking and then I just thought oh my gosh I don't know what I'm doing so I just dropped her a text and she rang me and she just said don't worry you know what you're doing and I think it's so important to have that person there to help you just yeah yeah and, and if you've got a question about something because I did my practice judging last week at Onley and Isla was the master judge and she took the time to sit with me afterwards go through my sheets with me ask my opinions on the horses and she really takes the time to sit and listen to you and and takes on board what you say as well and, and it's just that it's just been so helpful for me yeah she's a lovely lady and very encouraging she is she is she's just um I think she just gave me that little bit of a push that I needed because I, I was having, I was aiming and ahhing about going for my exams and I just thought, oh, I don't know. But she just said, just book it and go for it. And, and I'm so glad that I did. Yeah, that's so good. And presumably as well, like if you fail a test, like you just go back and, um, can, you know, it's just like anything in life, just rebuild and do it again. Yes. Yeah. You just got to learn, learn from where you went wrong. And I, I, I failed back when it was the original exams, the written, you had to do a written paper, then a DVD. And if you pass those, you could then go to the live days. Okay. And because yeah. I'm really badly dyslexic, so I really struggled with the written paper. Um, I thought of that. That would be hard. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I failed it. Um, I just, I ran out of time. I didn't read the questions properly and I failed it. And it made me realise there was, questions on there that I didn't know the answer to yeah and so I just went away I had to wait six months went away learned more make sure I knew more about the rules and all of that and then I came back six months later and I passed it with flying colors so it is it is just a case of you know learning from your mistakes and you know keep working keep going yeah yeah Um, yeah do you agree with the current system in place I do I think that it definitely works kind of up to medium level. I think possibly even up to advanced medium, but I think when it gets to FEI, I think it does get quite hard to fit it all in. Cause you know, like I said about this, the 20 practice judging sheets. Yeah. You've got to sit in for 30 horses as well. And it does get quite hard to find classes that are full enough. Okay at that level without having to go back because my practice judging I'm having to do it over four different competitions wow um so I think that's really the only side of it that I don't agree with and I would I'm gonna have to get used to the exam online I think (laughs) (laughs) but it is hard because you know you need someone who's great at typing yeah yeah if they're not super super quick yeah you get really left behind I mean my sister wrote for me at the advanced medium and when when it got to the serpentine movement she was about three movements behind me (laughs) oh no I know I was just thinking don't get stressed out it's fine (laughs) and what would you say motivates you to judge um I just think I find it really rewarding I think the thing that I've learned is I think from coming up through ponies, juniors, young riders, I always thought that you can only have a career in the horsey world. If, if you're riding, competing, riding at the Olympics is the goal. There's no other kind of 
career you could have that's as fulfilling as that and then that was until I started judging and I got just as much of a buzz out of judging as I do from competing myself yeah and so it kind of just really made me think you know like you, you can go just as far in the judging world as you can with the riding and I think I actually enjoy the judging more and I don't get me wrong I love competing but I I absolutely love judging so I think it's the fact that there's always something more to learn yeah and you know the the possibilities are 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 limitless and I think that's that's what keeps me going yeah so if you've got goals for the future regarding judging then would you like to yes I would absolutely I want to get to my list one that's my main goal to start with and then I would love to eventually judge at the Olympics one day that's that's my ultimate dream I'm sure you will so keep going (laughs) (laughs) do you you, um, have a favorite movement to judge oh see I don't know about favorite movement I've got one that I hate judging what's that walk pirouettes walk pirouettes they're the devil (laughs) (laughs) lots of people say that actually I know yeah um no, I think I really like judging half passes. Um, I think the the mistakes and quality of a half pass is very clear. So it's quite for me, it's quite an easy movement to judge. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I and you know, and a good half pass looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think for me, yeah, for me that's the easiest one. I, I find it a lot easier to judge that than anything else. And have you got a dream venue? I think everyone, everyone would say Olympia, wouldn't they? That would be good. Um, yeah. the, well, the original Olympia. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Olympia would be my top one. And then just Something anywhere. like Arkham would, Arkham would be good as well, I bet. Oh, that would be good, yeah. yeah Olympia is definitely my top, top. Just because, just the atmosphere that's there. And it's, you know, it's always around Christmas time. And yeah. And how do you... Would you say that your opinion on judging has differed now that you're a judge? And if so, why? Yes, massive, massively. <laughs> um, I think, again, I think, you know, I said earlier, you know, judges, we, we're all humans. And that would be my main thing. I was always kind of a bit scared of the judges when I was riding. I just saw them as, oh, those really scary people. But they're just humans who love the sport as much as we do as riders. Yeah. And there's well the I think the biggest thing would be I think every single rider has been guilty for it even I've been guilty of it if you go to a show where there's a panel of judges and one judge has got you marked a few percent lower than the others and it's there's always been that oh the judge he didn't like me or this judge hated me compared to the other two and it's been that that's made my opinion change it's not until I sat at that table myself and yeah. I saw how different it was, the view. And I've personally been on the receiving end of it where my score has been a lot lower than the other judges. And I just always think if there's a test full of 32 movements, if you're only half a mark out, that's 16 movement, that's 16 marks. Yeah. And that's that's quite, a, that's probably what, 6%, 6, 7% yeah. at some levels. And that's the difference. And I think that for me has been the biggest thing that I've taken away from it. Just because that judge is lower doesn't mean that that judge doesn't like you. No. It's just the movement looks different from that angle. I can see that. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's quite hard as well because then you don't want to go into panel judging feeling like you're not going to be brave enough to use the scale of marks because you don't want that happening. Yeah. And then and then you find you end up sitting on the fence a little bit. So I think it's it's a case of judges need to keep going out and doing the panel judging. But yeah. I um I don't know if you saw I did put a post on our Facebook page a couple of months ago, just after I judged at the um area festivals. I um asked the lady that I taught to do a halt at G and I took a picture of it from C and a picture of it from B and I asked people on Facebook to give it a mark. Oh did you? Yeah. At the different letters and from E the halt was an eight or a nine and from C the halt was a six. Right. Yeah, and it was the exact same halt, but just a different view. And and I tried to explain to people that the the judge at E has that view for the whole test. Yeah. And it completely different views, and that's the reason why sometimes we have the big mark differences. And do you have any <laughs> tips for improving test writing? I you think know, like something common, like do you see a common mistake, for instance, that everyone makes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My my abs my absolute pet hate is when it's silly little things I find. If it says 20 metre circle, I, I hate it when people don't touch the sides of the school. Yeah. Because um, I, I always say you don't need Vallegro to ride a 20 metre circle accurately. True, yeah. Um, it's And it's that that I see more than anything. And I see as well people taking their halts too early. Um people not preparing the turns on a change of rain it's I see that more than any other mistake in a test so I think yeah. what I would say to people is go and sit in and just go and sit with a judge and have a look at what it looks like from a different angle and have a look what the judge can and can't see in yeah. the test and then it might make you ride the test a bit differently yeah yeah and I think to be honest I think a lot of judges like I have no issue people wanting to come in and sit with me and and I've felt that as well when I've needed to sit in I've never had anyone say no you can't sit in so P judges are more than that and I think judges want to try and educate riders as well yeah so yeah I just feel to, just have a look who's judging and just find them on the find a judge page on the website and just drop ju some judges an email that's that's good. I think people communicating more and like maybe more workshops and stuff would be really good if people would engage with that. Yeah, no, I think that'd be a great idea. I think it's just trying to get the conversation going between riders and judges, so judges can explain this is what we saw or this is why we have to give a four, and the riders as well back to the communicating back to the judges. I think that's what it needs. Yeah, cool. Um, it was an absolute pleasure to talk to you, Kerry, and I can really hear that enthusiasm from you. Um, oh, and I wish thank you. you all the best in the future with it. <laughs> thank you. I'm sure I'll see you down the centre line soon. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Kerry. It was great to talk to you. I think it's really great for the sport and it's very beneficial that there are younger judges that are interested in judging and there's lots coming up through into the sport. It will only be positive within the sport. So well done for actually going ahead and pursuing it. Um, it is a dedication, it's easy to forget that. And I think it was interesting to hear your perspective um, for also that judges can have bad days just as riders can. And I think as a rider, it's easy to think that a judge should be like a robot almost and forget that judges are humans and can also have a bad day just as a rider can. And it was interesting when you said not to hate a judge just because a judge can be slightly lower and it's easy to kind of 
develop a complex because of that. Actually, it's often just because of the angle the judge is sitting at. So that was really refreshing to hear. Um, I really wish you all the best in the future, Kerry. I really hope that you succeed and get that Olympic judging going in the future. I'm sure you will succeed. So yeah, thank you very much. And as always, thank you very much to everybody that listens, takes the time to share my podcast. It's very much appreciated. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time.